But I don't think anything could have prepared me for like the biting that she did. You, we could not physically pick her up without her like full on attacking. This is the With a Dog podcast, a podcast for the modern dog parent. I'm your host, Carly, and every Wednesday I bring on pet professionals or some fellow dog parents, and we laugh, learn, and commiserate about everything from the confusing vet visits to dog park etiquette to the 2 a.m. potty breaks. Essentially, life with a dog. Hello, people with a dog. I hope you're doing well. Uh, We have had a sunny week here in Seattle. It has been glorious. Knock on wood, it lasts a bit longer because I'm actually going down to Portland this week for the podcast. This is a business trip, guys. Your girl is out here making moves. Basically, I'm trying to get a little bit ahead on some of the episodes. So I have some interviews set up down in Portland that I'm really excited for. And guys, there's some podcasters out there that have their content, like their episodes planned months ahead. Like literally, they're like, oh, it's January. Great. Your episode will come out in April. That is not me. I'm flying by the seat of my pants as per usual, but it's a new year. I told you guys in my little life update last week that I was feeling really good. I'm feeling creative and I'm actually getting shit done. But one of the main reasons I wanted to go down to Portland and just like build up a couple episodes One, because I thought it'd be like a fun little, you know, dog-friendly travel, you know, keep an eye out for the reels that I'm going to try to be making about my fun trip down there. But also because I wanted to have some content prepared for you guys a week, a few weeks ahead of time because the two-year podcast anniversary is happening in April. That may seem far away, but I'm trying to put some stuff in place in advance so we can all properly celebrate. I'm telling you right now, start saving your money because we have things coming up that you're going to want to get in on. That made it sound like some kind of Ponzi scheme. No, I'm saying like, you know, save 40 bucks in case you want to buy merch is what I'm saying. Or other things. I have other things. You could save three bucks and there's still an option for you. Hint, hint, hint. I feel like I've been hinting at these type of things for a year. I keep promising like, guys, don't worry. I'm going to get there. I'm going to get merch. I'm going to get all this. I'm finally doing it. It actually like there is concrete progress happening. And I think all of those things will be done in time for that two-year anniversary in April. So my OGs, my longtime listeners, y'all know. Y'all know how long I've been working towards this. And I know how long you've been asking for it. So that's a little update. Um, Otherwise, let's move on to this week's episode. As you guys know, this is the With a Dog podcast. And sometimes I just want to have a chat with a fellow dog parent about life with a dog and just like riff on it and discuss and complain and banter. And that's exactly what I did with today's guest, Morgan. Basically, I contacted her and was like, I love watching all your reels and TikToks. Your dogs are hilarious. Do you want to just come on the show? Let's just like pick one or two topics, not prepare at all ahead of time besides knowing those are the topics approximately, and then just talk. And that's exactly what we did. So big thank you to Morgan who recorded with me the day after her birthday and for her first podcast episode was willing to basically just wing it with me and just have a nice chat with a stranger who's also a dog mom. So big thank you to Morgan. And I hope you guys enjoy it too. As I said, it's a little different. It's not like an actual interview where I'm interviewing her and asking her these very pointed questions. I just wanted it to be a little bit more of like a back and forth, both of us sharing stories. And that's how it turned out. I do have a slight disclaimer for this episode. As I said, it was it's just more like back and forth, kind of just like making light of life with the dog. So we do talk about some comments that Morgan has received on some of her reels and videos that have gone viral. And we talk about how we hate training our dogs. And 
basically the disclaimer is like even though we did we treated these topics with humor and just added some levity to it you know if you are experiencing any type of hate comments from the internet or anything that is crossing a line i do just want to say like always feel free to block those people that's what morgan has had to do she said with a few of them and if you do feel like it is affecting your mental health, make sure you seek professional help as well. And same thing kind of goes with training. We talked about and we joked about how much we hated it, but we also talked about what we have had to do, the training we have had to do for our dogs. So in no way or form are we saying that you should not do some type of dog training. We're just talking about how sometimes we do not enjoy it. Same thing goes for puppyhood. Morgan really talked about her experience she had with raising Juno and how it was not an easy experience. So as I said, we we talk about all of these topics just more just like bringing some humor to the situation. But if you are struggling, as I said, with the hate comments on the internet or training your dog or with the puppy blues, Definitely, definitely seek out some help. I'm here always, you know, slide into my DMs. I'm happy to help in any way I can. But then there's a bunch of amazing professionals out there who are able to help you with that too. Okay. Hope you guys enjoy. Don't forget that we have an FYI Friday episode coming out this week. So on Friday. So let's get into it a little bit more about our guest. Morgan is a dog mom of Juno and Spud. They live in Minneapolis, Minnesota. She loves making funny, relatable reels and posts about the ups and downs of being a dog mom. So Morgan, welcome to the With a Dog podcast. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. I'm very excited for you to be here too, because mainly I like messaged you last minute and was like, can you please come on the podcast? <laughs> I, I was just laughing at all of your TikToks and all of your reels. So thank you for making this happen so quickly. It, it makes me very happy. Good, good. Yeah, I'm glad I could. And thanks for laughing at some of my ridiculous things that I put on the internet. <laughs> laughing at your dogs. Yeah. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, okay, well, let's just briefly introduce yourself, kind of like where you live, what you do, all of that, um, and your dogs. Sure. I'm Morgan. Um, I live in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Um, it's currently like negative 30 here. So it's, it's a great place to be. Um, <laughs> I, by day, I'm a behavior analyst. I spend my days kind of working with adults with disabilities, um, advocating for them and making sure that they're living the lives that they want. And then I have also have two dogs, Juno and Spud. I know Juno's kind of the star of our, our Instagram and TikTok, but Spud makes an occasional appearance and, you know, we just really try to kind of talk about the ups and the downs of that dog mom life. And yeah. So as you said, Juno's the star and she like Instagram is named after her and everything. I love seeing Spud though, just come in with his like, kind of just like grumpy face sometimes or it, it's, it, it's hilarious to me. Yeah, I think he's secretly gonna usurp her and be like. It's so the star. funny because when I post something of Spud, like especially now, it gets a lot more views and likes, and people are like, "Oh, I love him!" So I'm trying to <laughs> incorporate him more. And actually, when I switched the name, people were like, "Do you think Spud's gonna feel bad?" And I was oh. like, "Oh my god, is he gonna know? Like somehow know?" He- and I had this like really serious like moments of guilt where I was like, oh, I'm a terrible dog mom because one of my dogs is not going to be featured on the Instagram as much or in the name. And he's- that's such a good point. <laughs> no, that's no, that is like, I mean, obviously, I doubt he would know. But like, what if he could sense somehow that it wasn't named after him and it was after Juno? And and now I'm thinking about like what my dogs think because I named it after myself. So. <laughs> Like, you guys are just the talent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's cute. Um, okay, well, let's do like a little dog mom check-in at okay. this point, because otherwise we will totally just go off talking about Juno and Spud. So <laughs> how are you? How is life? Like, what have you been up to lately? Enjoying reading, watching, streaming, any of that stuff? Life is pretty good. Um, I actually turned 30 yesterday. Which feels, oh my god! Yeah, um, feels weird. <laughs> uh, feels old. Definitely feels yeah. old. Even though I know it's 
It's not, but it is. Um, Happy birthday. Thank, thank you for you. spending one of your days off of work Absolutely. with me for your Absolutely. birthday. This is like an extra birthday present. Like, you want to be on my podcast? I was like, uh, yes. Like, I've wanted to like, you know, be on a show or a podcast since I was like 11. So this is amazing. That's awesome. Um, yeah. But other than that, I mean, good. I have I have a goal to read 60 books this year. Ooh. So. Okay. Yeah. I think I've read like three. I'm just kind of like in a rut. But what what books do you usually aim towards? Are you like nonfiction or no? I usually read like a lot of like true crime or like fiction okay. thrillers. But I'm trying to like branch out and read books by different authors and different genres. Um, I joined like a book club with my mom, so we get a book sent to us each month. And every time oh. I'm like, okay, this is the book that I would normally pick and it's like the thriller and I'm like but I can't pick that this month like I have to pick mm, something different yes. to diversify things a little bit but I know the feeling I know the feeling there was this one book series um it's called a, the first one is called a court of thorns and roses oh my gosh like, I'm going to pick that up at the library today oh really yes <laughs> okay okay isn't it like so pretty nerdy yes okay. it is I, like I that's what I read is like fictional like fantasy kind of not like sci-fi but like fantasy i do it some of them can air a little like young adult-y and sometimes that annoys me so this one is slightly better i think it's more termed like new adult so like maybe the person's over 18 um but (laughs) but still you know as you said like i turned 20 back in september or sorry 30 back oh my god i was like no 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 (laughs) no i turned 30 back in september and i like sometimes reading about like 20 year olds, I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So, um, but anyway, so Akatar is what it's termed on Book Talk for A Court of Thorns and Roses. Okay. Yeah. Because I think it's getting a TV series on Hulu Ooh, okay. as well. And so that series, the whole thing, I'm not going to lie, first one's a little bit of a dud. It's a little slow until like halfway through. And, and you have to, you know, you have to jump into the whole fantasy thing. After that, though, it is very good. And I got addicted and just like loved it, like loved the first three so much. So all I've been doing is like trying to chase that enjoyment that I got from that series. And so I've just been like reading other fantasy things. And then but then it gets really tedious. And then I'm like, okay, I need to get out of this rut. And then I'll go to like true crime or something like that. So yeah, (laughs) we're we're, like opposite. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to read more fantasy and yeah. Well, I hope you enjoy it. It's um the second one's really good. Just okay. get through the first. Power second the first. I mean not that it's bad, but yeah. Second one is very interesting. Um yeah, so you're trying to read a lot of books. Yeah. Life is I, good. Life Just turned thirty. Yeah. Are you are you like how are you feeling about the thirty part? I thought I was gonna have a really hard time with it. Um I think I kind of, when I was like growing up, I had this idea of like what 30 was going to look like and my life doesn't look anything at all like that. But I'm like genuinely very happy with with where I am. Yeah, I feel okay. I feel like I'm not mature enough to be 30, which is like, Mm -hmm. that's okay. I'm kind of like redefining what 30 is to me, I guess. Yeah, no, that's awesome. I mean, there is so much around on the internet now 40 is the new 30 and like all those kind of things or like a lot of women who are 30 and then are kind of just like still influencers or youtubers or whatever and they're still living that like fun you know life that i think usually would be termed for like 20s or something and so like i think that part is good because that helped me a lot to see others and be like oh no like they haven't changed they're still having a great time it's not like you hit this number and then all of a sudden you're like an old lady. Right. And um, yeah, so that is good. And you don't, you don't have kids, right? No. It's just, you know, it's bad. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So that's like the added thing, I think, with the 30. I remember growing up and thinking, my mom had me when she was 30 and thinking like, oh, that's so old. Yeah. And, and now I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. It's not. Like that is, yeah. It's just. <laughs> like we, we got time. Yeah. I'm just starting. I think it it helps too. A lot of my really close friends are kind of in the same boat as I am where they don't have kids and they're just getting married. And, you know, we're still 
drinking six martinis on a Friday night and having to spend the night at each other's houses. So I think that that really helps too. Yes, it does. That does help. Um, Yeah, all of my friends were at that point until uh, pandemic life. And then I think everyone was like, oh, we're inside, shacked up, turning 30, like we might as well have a baby. We have nothing else to do but have sex. Yeah. Yeah, I'm working from home anyway. Like, and yep. so every like every single one has either had a baby or like actively trying, and um, and you know, like good for them. Yeah, you know, happy that that's what they're doing. But yeah, it, sometimes it is a little like like we're going on this big camping trip at the um, end of spring, and I was like, oh, this is gonna be so much fun. Like we're all gonna party. And Mike was like. Well, no, like they have children now, member, and I was like, "Oh, that's right." <laughs> I'm like, they'll, "They'll still have fun." Like, yeah. I'm not saying that you can't be fun and have kids, but like, I was like, "It's definitely going to be a different vibe." Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyway, well, cool. I'm very impressed by the 60 books thing. I think that's a good achievable goal. Yeah. Last year, my goal was 50, and I hit it. So I was like, "Well, yeah, I should raise it." I'm also I'm I'm kind of a cheater in that. Like, I'm a skim reader, so yeah, me I don't. Too. Yeah. So I don't know. If, yeah. Maybe it's more like I read like 30 books, but. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll speed read. Yeah. For sure. Like it just kind of get through it. But that's very impressive with like a full-time job and two dogs. Yeah. Um, Speaking of the dogs, let's talk about them. Let's do it. So quick answer round Kay. about Juno and Spud. So first things first, Juno and Spud, what are their ages and breeds? So Juno is almost two. Um, she's an Australian cattle dog mix. We haven't done a DNA test on her. And Spud okay. is, I think he's nine. And I haven't done a DNA test on him either. So a big old mutt. He he looks like, I don't know, like golden retriever, but he's like smaller. Yeah. And so like duck toller, yeah, maybe? Yeah, that's what we've been told often like yeah. um in one of the neighborhoods we used to live in like people would stop us all the time and be like oh is that a duck toller where'd you get him and they're like oh we got him on craigslist so i don't know <laughs> <laughs> okay so you got him on craigslist how'd you get juno um so we were fostering dogs pre-pandemic we had kind of been talking about getting a second dog um we knew we wanted a cattle dog or a border collie something a little bit higher energy than than spud and mm-hmm fostered a couple and there was one who uh we were like oh man we really want him and then I was like you know I just I don't know if now's the time to make this commitment um mm-hmm. I was traveling a lot at the time for work Jack was in law school and so then like a month later we saw Juno and her litter were like posted for needing fosters and Jack was like oh we should get a puppy and I was like screw it let's do it so we did, and then the shutdown happened, and then it was like I picked her up, and honestly, like the second they put her in my lap, I was like, I'm done. Like this is it. You're mine. Aww. Yeah, it was really, and I was pretty adamant that I didn't want a puppy. And, yeah. And lo and behold, yep. Juno was like, I got you. Yep. And it was like on the drive home, I had her named. I like text my boyfriend, and I was like, she's she's not leaving our house. He was like, it's been ten seconds, and I was like, yeah, I don't. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Sorry. When you know, you know. Yep. <laughs> And I knew. <laughs> That's so sweet. Okay, perfect. So Juno, Spud. Did you have Spud from puppyhood? Is, or like? No, we got old? Spud. I think he was two or three. Maybe okay. four. All right. So yeah, that's definitely different going from like adopting a yeah three, four-year-old yes. to puppy life. Yes. And getting oh okay, well, we will talk about that. Okay, perfect. <laughs> um. Okay, so let's go back into the quick answer round. I always do this. I always like take people down a different road when we're listening right. in this segment. <laughs> um, okay, favorite food for both of them? String cheese. Oh, nice. Yeah. Do you like actually string it for them? Of course I do. <laughs> of course. Like, of course. It's yeah. string cheese. They need string to have the childhood experience. Yeah. Sometimes <laughs> I'll get a chunk if it's like, you know, I'm trying to rip it while we're on a walk, but I think that's such a good portable. I mean, okay, everyone, don't feed your dogs too much string cheese because too much human food can lead to pancreatitis. So, like, disclaimer for all the listeners. <laughs> but I think string cheese is such a good treat option because it's, like, already prepackaged and you can just toss it in your bag and you're like, I got this just yeah. in case. It's really, 
really nice for those. And I hate the smell of dog treats. It just like all of them are so smelly. It makes me gag. Mm-hmm. And now string cheese, I like never want to eat it again, but at least it smells like cheese. Yeah. Yeah. At least it's cheese and yeah. you don't have like a bag of treats spilling yeah. in your purse or in your pocket or something. Yeah. That's, yep. that's my issue all, all the time. Um, okay. What are their favorite toys? Um, Juno is definitely a ball of any kind. Spud doesn't really play with toys. Um, he will if like Juno has a tug toy out, he'll like try to play with it. But he's not really a toy type of guy. Yeah. Lupin's not either. He doesn't know. Like he'll like pick one up and he'll like toss it and then he'll just kind of yeah. stare at it and be like, all right. I think they're I'm just done. like too old and mature. <laughs> they're over it. Yeah. Like yeah. I'm like, not, been there, I'm done not that. feed into your antics. Yep. Um, Okay, so are they beach or mountain dogs? I mean, I know you're in Minnesota, Minnesota, so like have they been to the beach or like a lake or something? Yeah, definitely been to lakes and ponds. Um, I think they are more mountain dogs. Neither one of them love water unless there's ducks in it. Then Spud would choose water. Oh, does Spud get all excited? Like wanting to like, does he have kind of a prey drive a little bit? He has a really, really, really strong prey drive. Oh, interesting. Yeah, he's maybe that whole duck tolling retriever is a thing then. Yeah, it's got to be some type of I mean, he'll like point he'll sit outside in the yard for hours and hours and hours in the summer if we let him just like waiting for a squirrel to come down the tree. (laughs) There's a story and I'll keep it kind of short. But when we first got him, we took him to this like big dog park and they had this like big pond. And you know, we're irresponsible and he has no recall. He's been with us for like a month. And he takes off into this pond to go after this dog or to go after this duck. And my boyfriend had to like literally swim out there and get him because he was like going under and he wouldn't come back. And yeah, <laughs> and I was like, okay, well, we're not doing that again. Yeah, that's a good one. Okay. I was dog sitting this dog in London and I actually became really good friends with the owners and ended up watching him a lot. But he was a English setter. His name was Arthur. I loved him to death, but he was that dog. He would just go and chase like any type of animal he would just stare up into the trees and like stare at the birds (laughs) for hours and then there are swans in this one lake of like where i would walk them but the swans are um like royally protected they're like the queen swans or whatever okay and he like jumped the fence and had was trying (gasps) to go eat them oh no And so he was like, he hopped the fence and, and like started like swimming out to them. But then the swans like started to like, you know, do their big flap their wings and stuff at him. Exactly. Like trying to like defend themselves. And so then he got scared and then he's like, oh crap. And he like backtracks <laughs> and is like cowering against the fence while the swans are like coming at him. And I had to, I had to like hop the fence and throw him back oh over my it. Gosh. And, like, it was anyway it was just it made me laugh so hard like thinking back on that i was like how ridiculous yeah was no he kidding. and that prey drive i'm like you're good he got him into trouble man yeah. okay back to quick quick yes. fire round um do they prefer people or other dogs uh spud prefers people juno mm-hmm. can i say neither um i think she probably prefers people um, just because she can be pretty nervous and reactive around dogs. But we have a couple dog friends that she, like, loves them. So she has, like, her close group of friends. Yeah, and she's pretty selective. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I feel like cattle dogs, blue healers are pretty independent yes. as far as, yeah, like how they, you know, if you go back to, like, their working lines and stuff, like, out on whatever farm and yeah. trying to, yeah. So I think... That does make sense. It's not because like Lupin loves other dogs. And sometimes I think that's part of his breed of like the pack mentality thing because they'd all like hunt in packs. And sometimes I wonder if it goes back to that. Um, That's what I choose to believe at least why he doesn't get super excited to see me, but only (laughs) other dogs. (laughs) Um, Okay. Are they clingy or independent? Juno is independent. Spud is clingy. That's interesting. I thought, okay, from your TikToks, I would have thought Spud would be independent because he seems like he's just like over it all. He, but he, he, he wants to hang out. Yeah, he it, he wants to be sitting next to you on the couch at all times. Okay. He, not to the point where like he has like separation anxiety, but if he had the choice, he would be touching you 
at all times. He's like literally glaring at me right now because I wouldn't let him sit on top of my lap. <laughs> yeah. You could have let him. You could have let him hang out on He's, the couch. Yeah. Okay, perfect. Well, that was all of those kind of introductory questions to learn more about the dogs. I'm happy we did that because it's so it's so hard sometimes when you see like yeah, the funny videos about them and then you don't know what they're how they actually like. are. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone has so many opinions or like assumptions about Lupin, which is fine. But then I'm like, that's not no, that's he's not, not like it. that. Yeah. All. Yeah. <laughs> I feel the same way. It's been funny to um meet a couple of the Instagram dogs in real life. And I'm like, oh you yeah. are not what I thought you would be. And then I'm like, it's a dog. Like what what did you think this dog was gonna be like, Morgan? You know? I'm like <laughs> Like I was thought I was meeting a celebrity yeah. and they turned out to be a little different. <laughs> a little bit different, yeah. Um okay, well speaking of internet celebrities and meeting people and all of that I okay, I feel like maybe it's just how the algorithm is doing stuff on TikTok, but I feel like every time I open that app, I see Juno or Spud. <laughs> like I see one of your videos. Oh good. So when we were talking about this episode, we kind of were just like, let's just talk about something related to life with a dog. And and you had mentioned having a video go viral and then having to deal with like internet strangers. Yeah, I've had a couple um, reels go viral on Instagram and I've had some really um, pretty awful comments on them. There was one in particular that was like, you know, if my mom doesn't consider the dogs her grandkids i'm gonna like send her to a home and it was like a voiceover yeah. it was very i thought it was very much a joke and people came for me um lots of men really? being very opinionated about how i don't want children and oh i got called the c word i got called a worthless <gasps> bitch um what? i had a couple of people send me dms like you should be tied up in bread um, yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, they were, they were some really bad ones. And a lot of them I just deleted. Um, mostly because I don't want somebody else to read those and like feel bad. And also I don't want these people like knowing what I look like or where I live in case they're at all serious. Yeah. Um, but that video definitely, uh, sparked some emotions. I bet. Okay. As you said, in case they are all at all serious, do you feel like when you read the true crime stuff that feeds into oh yeah, like a yeah, like you're like oh my god, this could actually happen, and they're gonna come for me yeah, and <laughs> I feel like that sometimes too. I'm just, I mean, obviously it's it's always better to be like safe than sorry yeah, but still like, like I, I can hear it, the like, podcast in my head like Minneapolis yes. woman goes missing after these are the comments. I'm like oh great after TikToks yeah. Oh my gosh, that's insane. You know what? Okay, now that you mention that, I have been very fortunate and haven't had any really bad reactions mm -hmm. from people with like on videos or anything like that. Um, I also haven't gone viral though, so that probably helps. And, um, but I did have this one episode with the Dink dog mom with Blair, and this is back in September. Okay. And so the whole premise was like dual income, no kids, mm -hmm. like, um, you know, her choice to be child free. And, um, and so someone wrote a review, like on the Facebook page or something, some like older guy. And, and it was obvious he actually did listen to the podcast. Like he like referenced things oh. in the podcast. So I was kind of like, oh, that's kind of cool that we had like an older guy listener. Like that's definitely not the demographic I usually aim for. But of course, he had nothing nice to say oh, because yeah. he was just like, oh, like, it's just become this liberal podcast of like, <laughs> and I was like, we were talking about having dogs and not kids. And that was the reaction. I was like, dang, people are like, I have one episode about not having kids. And then all of a sudden people are like, this is awful. Yeah. I, and I, I was wondering, I was like, is it because I said the, the no kids thing? Because he oh, didn't yeah. actually reference that. But I was like. That must have been the, somehow that elicited that kind of response from him. That is such a trigger for people. And I remember listening to that that episode and it's, you know, not once were you like kids are terrible and I hate them. It was just like, yeah, it's not for me. And I, I don't know what it is about that child free content that just sets people off. Have you had other ones 
like any other videos? Yeah, I had um, (laughs) your face. You were like, oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I had a couple. There was another one on I think this I think that was on Instagram and TikTok. And it was like, I said, we're in a nationwide drought. And this was like during the summer when Minneapolis had not had water for weeks. And turns out it wasn't a nationwide drought. It was like just a couple states or like half the states. I don't know. Um, and people were like, you're spreading fake news. This is because of the election. And I was like, oh my God, what in the world? And <laughs> I, I had to turn a couple of the comments like off sometimes because they were like, just nasty calling me names. And then on TikTok, like people were a lot nicer, which I normally see the opposite. Yeah. And then I also had a video go viral that was reposted by Bark. And it was like my face in it. And then it was like talking about Juno's ears getting bigger. And people were like, why is yeah, her face I saw in this? One. Yeah, she's so ugly. Like her face ruined this. And I was like, ah, rude. <laughs> and like, luckily my like self-esteem is high enough and probably too high. This probably like I needed to be knocked down a couple pegs. But I was like, this is a video of a puppy's ears. Like chill out. I mean, what are they expecting, like, some type of super professional filmography where you look over it and you're like, oh, should my face be in there? Should it not? I don't know. It's a TikTok video. Like, you don't put that much thought into it. No. You just just do it and you're like, this is funny, and then post. Yeah. And And I was like, well, you can say mean comments and I'll take my $8 from TikTok to the bank. So... I'm going to sip on my $8 coffee yeah. and ignore you. While I read these hate comments. I'll buy half a cocktail with yep. this $8. <laughs> um, okay. So it sounds like everyone comes after you mainly. Like, do they ever come after the dogs or are they ever – or like about your parenting of the dogs? Um, Not too often. I think that those are videos I do tend to avoid – Um, like I don't post a ton of like, these are the training methods we use, or this is, Mm -hmm. I don't know, like naughty dog things just because I, I personally like have a hard time with those comments. Um, yeah. You know, people who watch a 13 second video of your life then think they know everything and want to give you advice or shame you. And Mm -hmm. I just like, I honestly don't have the patience for it. And I'm not somebody who can like read them and not respond or not read them. I have to know yeah. what they're saying. and But yeah, it's usually they're coming for me. Interesting. It is really weird that they're coming for you from this like random premise of this audio. And yeah, yeah that's insane. Okay. Well, speaking of training and training videos and stuff, since you have a cattle dog, blue healer mix approximately, did you have to do a lot of training with Juno? Yeah, um, Juno was just like a nightmare of a puppy. And I, I really wish that we would have gotten help sooner. Um, mm-hmm. But it was kind of like a pride thing and kind of like, oh, maybe this biting is normal. Or, you know, she's a cattle dog. She bites, I think, is the excuse I hear a lot. And hers was definitely, yeah. definitely not normal. But um, we kind of like struggled through it for almost like a year. Like we took some classes. We did some things. We tried out, you know, different things that we thought we knew, worked with a couple trainers. And then eventually she did a two and a half week board and train. And that was just like completely life changing for us. You said you were like struggling a lot with it. Do you enjoy training at all? Or no? No, I enjoyed it way more once like she came back from her board and train and had that foundation set. But I found the process of like teaching a new skill like very frustrating. Um, I totally agree. I mean, we we should probably circle back to the whole like puppy thing that you were talking about, because I think I also have strong opinions on that. But the training is, I don't know, I just have no interest in it. Like, as you said, like teaching a new skill, it's just I find it very tedious. Yeah. And not enjoyable. And it's so hard because I feel like there's so many people who love training. Like so many dog moms, especially mm-hmm. on Instagram and stuff. Yeah, I think there are. And I'm always like, wow, that looks awesome. And I'm I'm so happy for you. I would rather like take Juno for a walk or a hike than spend even five minutes like going through sit stays or then teaching yeah. her like how to shake or something. I just... Exactly. I, it's just kind of like mind numbing to me where it's just like repetition, repetition, repetition. I'm like, I want something new. 
Yes, it's the repetition. And I don't know, sometimes I feel like it's so okay, there's a previous guest I've had on Haley from pause Pause. and reflect. And yes, yeah. And so her and Scout. And so she has, you know, a similar dog to you. And, um, and she's gone like all in on the training, which is great. She, like mm-hmm. she loves playing with Scout, and they, it seems like she gets so much out of it. And she has this one series where it's like wacky training Wednesday yeah. or something, I think. And so I see that, and I'm like, oh, I'm gonna do that. And I'll like get out like a paper bag or something, and like you know wave it around, yeah. or, like whatever, and try to like get them to train. And one, my dogs are so not interested. Like they just like look at me, and I'll like be like waving. <laughs> this thing in their face and be like sit at the same time and they just like look at me and walk away um (laughs) so there's that and then there's also like i feel like at least it feels like an extra job Mm -hmm. to train your dog absolutely i completely agree that's you know why i did a board and train (laughs) to be honest (laughs) i was like i can pay somebody to do this this like really hard part and i know like some of the training is is fun and people really get enjoyment out of it. I think I find myself usually more like frustrated or yes. I especially with Juno, um even like teaching her like shake or speak. She's always like 10 steps ahead. And I found mm-hmm. that that was like really difficult. Like and I just I was just like this is so frustrating. Like it's shake, just figure it out. Like it shouldn't be this hard. Yeah. Yeah, just not something. I think it's something even when you you try to train the basics you can still get it wrong. So like for me, I was training because both of both of my boys are rescues. And so I did have to do a certain like amount of training okay. with them just like, you know, so so they didn't it's not like it was puppy training at all or anything like that. But it was like a few commands just so they could live yeah. well. And so Lupin, it was like a lot more passive because it took it was over time. But Albie, I had like I immediately did some and he was he's very interested in the training and he enjoys it and he's very responsive like he wants to please which is great so we do this little training thing while Lupin is finishing his food so Albie doesn't try to steal it from him um I did this little training thing and I'm like you know just five minutes like okay sit you know paw lay down you know like those kind of things when we first got Mm -hmm. him and I realized so one day I was like we were out and about and someone was like oh you know, can he lay down? And I was like, yeah, you know, and I was like, lay down. And he didn't do it. Lay down. And he didn't do it. And I'm like <laughs> here with the treat and everything. And then I realized usually we do it in the kitchen and I have to take a step back because he sits so close to me. So I have to take a step back for him to lay down in front of me. And so it's not the command that he learned. It's me taking this like with the treat in my ha- hand saying lay down and stepping back at the same time. <laughs> then he'll he immediately does it. So now when we're training, I don't even ha- I don't even say the command. He just figures out like as soon as I take a step back to give him room to lay down, he'll do it. Yeah. And 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 now I'm like, well, crap. Like <laughs> like the situation where we would need this lay down, he needs to know right. the words, not an arbitrary motion that is attached to these words. Yep. You start out with the best intentions and then you still can mess it up somehow yeah and i think and that's what i don't like there's so much on the internet about like what you're doing right or how you're doing it wrong or how you're going to screw your dog up if you do it wrong that i found it really mm-hmm. overwhelming and i think that that immediately was like aversive to me then that you know i could do something wrong or yes yeah and i i i'm so i so admire people who do like training and who spend their time doing it. And I also recognize that like getting to send my dog to a board and train is like a huge privilege financially and not everybody can afford that. Um, and dog training is expensive. Like even the classes, I'm like, Oh my gosh, like this is so expensive to teach my dog to like, in, in at least like the basic puppy classes to like sit or lay down. It totally is. I completely agree. It's like, honestly, I, we could have we've had like a couple consults okay. for Albie in the car mm-hmm. for a trainer, but we haven't taken the leap because one, I think we're trying to figure out how it would even work because he only gets overexcited in the car when it's in motion. So so it's like the trainer has to be like in the car with us while we're driving around and then like try to yeah. train at that point, you know? And and so we're like, 
we've kind of just been putting it off. And and he has been getting better, so we're a little like, well, yeah. maybe maybe I don't need better. it. It'll be fine. Yeah. But it's also a chunk of money. And I'm just like, I don't like it's not hurting anyone. It's just it's just that he's vocal. Like, it's just like, I mean, it's more just that he's annoying than anything else. Yeah. And I'm like, do I want to spend a lot of money to change that? Right. And that's the thing. Well, and then are you going to, are you going to follow through on it? You know, like you spend the money and then it's like, now you have them at home. And like, are you going to kind of like put your money where your mouth is and follow through on commands or hold them accountable? And that was like a big thing for us with training, like. This is a lot of money to be spending to like let her do whatever she wants again or to not. Yeah. Yeah. So how did you handle that then? Like from when she got back from the boarding place? I think it was made pretty clear beforehand um, by the trainer, by our trainer that I will, I will train your dog, but like you have to be in this too. And it was, Mm -hmm. you know, we had those serious conversations beforehand of like, what's it going to look like when she gets home? And what's it going to look like on days where we don't want to do anything with her? We're we're kind of, you know, sick of her in a sense. Um, Yeah. And so we had a lot of those serious conversations, especially because it was so much money. Yeah. And I think it was really like realizing that we like we couldn't we couldn't take Juno to the lakes, which we like to do. We couldn't take her to the parks without her losing her mind she could not go mm-hmm. to a brewery was like this will never be possible and those were all things yeah. that were important to us to at least be able to like have her there occasionally and so mm-hmm. realizing that you know we could do that with training was i don't know good for us it, just, it was more about like at an actual improvement in your life yep overall yeah yes it wasn't just like i want her to do this for just because it's cute it was like i these are our yeah. goals and to live a, a better life with her Yes, that makes sense. And I think that's when the training is worth it is like when it would impact or like improve your life, her life, your life together. And or when the dog can't function in the world without additional training and stuff. And I and I think that's, you know, a lot of like reactive dogs or are just like extremely fearful or shy or whatever. And they need that additional training. And so that's when I think it does make sense Mm -hmm. to go down that road. You could say Albie gets reactive in the car. It's just overstimulation is what it is. But it's kind of something that we're like able to live with. And <laughs> yeah. And so so that's the thing. I've been so fortunate that my dogs are like at this point good. And and they have their quirks, but like they're able to function and we're able to do what we want with them. Yep. So when I see people with all the training and stuff, I'm like, should I be doing that? And then I feel so guilty. But then I'm like, well, like they're fine though. Like I don't know. And I think it's like if it fits with your lifestyle and it works in your house, then I'm like, why? Yeah. Why change it? Other than like you know, you could make the argument that oh well, the dog will live a better life. But I feel like if it's not like a destructive behavior, it's you know, I'm like they're they're okay. They're getting their needs met. They're loved. Yeah, exactly. And it's like I can bring them where I want to bring them. That was the the big test. Um for Albie this past holiday when I drove down to California. It was like, okay, this is a long road trip. Like, how is he going to do on this? Like, can we take him into this situation? And I did try to do car training with him. Like, I have a little, like, highlight bubble on my, I think, my personal Instagram. And so it's like, I did make the effort and then nothing really changed all that much. He he did, he knew, he figured out where his spot in the car is. So at least he's not like bouncing around anymore. He's like, this is my little chair and we like tether him into it. And he does, he's, yeah, he's, he's realized like what is okay in the car and not like what we're okay. Like he can't like paw us while we're driving, things like that he, he used to do. So I don't want to be like, I didn't do anything and he's fine. But, Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, that was the test and he passed it as long as I had like a nice chew toy for him in the back for him to chew on and then he's occupied and it was all good and so i was kind of like oh i think we're okay like i think yeah like i think we're able to live the life we want like we can go on camping trips or whatever long car rides and we can bring him and that's what we wanted to do sounds like you did a lot actually you know what (laughs) i'm like impressed i'm like you talk about not training and then you're like oh my dog in the car and now he's like pretty wonderful i'm like oh wow that's that's a lot of he's training. He's not wonderful. <laughs> you killed like, it. <laughs> but okay, 
Thank you for pointing that out. That that was a good point. I was like, I hate training. I don't do anything. And then I was like, but I did do all this. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, it's true. I um, I did attempt at the beginning and we did make some progress, but we didn't make full, full solution. It was probably like a 50%. And I think that is something that people don't realize is that they're probably training their dogs without realizing it or they have done Definitely. a lot of work. And then, but over the course of, you know, a couple of years, it doesn't feel like it's yep. this huge dent, I guess. Yeah. I feel like people are always like, oh, you're doing such a great job with Juno. Like you're doing all this training. And I'm like, we're really just like holding her accountable for the things that she knows, which is training, but in my head, it's not. Or, you yeah. know, like our daily, like we have like rules and boundaries in our house and it looks like training. And I'm like, this is just kind of like our everyday lifestyle so it doesn't feel like training so yeah switching topics kind of yeah you talked about the puppy life with juno and how it was like really hard tell me more about that like tell me more about your experience yeah juno was a very difficult puppy and i knew going in um kind of like what an australian cattle dog was like i grew up with them um I was very much aware of like, they're herding dogs, they're working dogs, whatever. Mm -hmm. But I don't think anything could have prepared me for like the biting that she did. You, we could not physically pick her up without her like full on attacking, mm. like teeth marks to the jaw. She would, if she could catch your lip with her claws. Um, and it was just like full on, just like rage yeah. um, is the only way I can really describe it. We'd be like walking in the yard and one, she didn't listen, did not matter from like day one. Even if you had a treat, mm -hmm. she was like, peace out. Like I'm going over here. And she hated being on a leash. She hated going for walks. Um, the only thing she like didn't do was like chew on like furniture, but probably because she was so busy like chewing on us. Um <laughs> She's like, I've got two live chew toys. Why yeah, would I need yeah. a stationary one? Yeah. And I feel like we tried everything. Like we tossed treats in the other direction. We put her in like a little timeout. We gave her a chew toy and it was like mm -hmm. nothing could replace like the taste of flesh for her. <laughs> I, I'm just like dying at the image of Juno, especially because she's got like the darker features yeah. and darker color. I, I'm literally just imagining this like bloodthirsty vampire. That's puppy. what it was. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. The guy was like, she's got to be possessed. Like something <laughs> is going on. And then I remember like trying to walk her when she wouldn't leave the driveway. And I was like doing research and everybody's like, uh, give a treat and like lure her. And she was like, no, not interested in that. And I was like, I'm not going to like drag this puppy down the street. Yeah. Finally, I don't know. I don't even know how she got out of the driveway. But then it was like, we got out of the driveway and then it was just the whole time like gnawing our ankles. Like I had to literally wear tall socks and boots for the first like six months because she oh would just gosh. rip our ankles apart. Yeah, wow. I'd, I probably have scars to be perfectly honest. And I didn't take many videos at the time and I wish I would have, but I was embarrassed. I was like, I'm a bad dog yeah. parent. Like one, I, 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 I use this word lovingly now, but like I hated her. I was like... Mm -hmm. I don't think I'm ever going to like really like this dog. Um, I don't think we're ever going to be able to like live this cohesive, peaceful life. And you know, when I, when I would like look at it on the internet, people were like, well, it's because you're not exercising her enough. And I was like, well, yeah, I don't think that's the answer <laughs> to everything. And so it was just like, I just felt so defeated for so long. Oh my gosh. That sounds awful. I can resonate with the, the like, hating my dog part because sometimes I think it was it's nothing as extreme as that but sometimes I do like feel a little bit of resentment to them when they're just like being awful yep. for a week or two or something but then but then it like that wave passes mm -hmm. but the puppy phase it's like there's no there's no end until you find that solution or like whatever that fix would be I, I love what you said about like you'd go on the internet and they would say this because I mean, I, I'm on like dog mom Facebook groups mm -hmm. and stuff and people post puppy things of like, my puppy is so like they bite all the time and everything. And all of the comments on there are like more exercise and oh, well, they're a herding breed. So yeah. 
that's just to be expected. My dog grew out of it. And, you know, yeah, have you tried redirecting with a treat and stuff? And it just, it's like, okay, yeah, great. The redirecting with a treat works for that lab puppy that's super food motivated. <laughs> but but if the dog doesn't want the food or the toy, like what what's next? Yeah. And there's no, there's nothing out there about no. that info. No, there's not. Yeah. <laughs> People are just like, oh, they'll outgrow it or whatever. Or like, oh, yeah, that's to be expected. It's just part of their breed. It's like if someone is posting on a Facebook group saying, I'm at my wit's end. This is awful. Yeah, help me. Exactly. Like, I don't know what to do. I'm like crying about this. Things like that. And everyone's just comments like they'll grow out of it. And it's like, no, there needs to be a more immediate fix. Because otherwise, this like there is going to be like a detrimental break in their relationship Mm -hmm. between the dog and the owner and so was the fix the boarding place for juno or yeah i think that that's when we saw the most improvement i mean by the time honestly like she did grow out of some of the like biting us and i think it was also we got better about like kind of figuring out her like witching hours and we would just put her in her crate then Mm. and so it wasn't necessarily even that she was like tired but it was just like i emotionally and physically like can't manage your behaviors right now you need to be yeah in your crate and you know it's not like we use the crate as punishment so nobody come for me for that it was just like more giving us a break um but i do think that yeah. so i remember taking her to like a puppy class and i think it was delayed because she was in a, we were in a pandemic but you know we had taken her in the car she'd met other dogs she met people we took her to the stores like i felt like we did everything right in a sense Mm -hmm. and I remember taking her to the puppy class and it was like the third time we went there and she lost her mind at another dog like snapping growling and the instructor like walked over and she was like you need to get a handle on that and I was like okay how and one of her suggestions was like she like grabbed her by the face and like jerked her up in her face and I was like you're gonna get bit and she was like you need to show her you're the boss I was like, oh, okay, God. interesting. And then a couple, we went to another class with a different trainer. And she was like, oh, when she's doing that, you should grab her by the harness, force her into a down and like lean over her. And I was like, oh, you God. think that the best response for this is to grab this snapping, barking, lunging dog, put my face in her face and like force mm-hmm. her to the ground? Interesting. Yeah. So didn't do any of those. But no. I think like her reactivity got significantly better once she went to the board and train. And once we kind of had a higher expectations for her too, you know, I think at that time we were kind of like, well, this is just how she is. Like, this is what our life is going to look like forever. And she'll just, you know, she'll mm-hmm. still go on walks, but she's going to bark and she's going to be scared. And yeah. I mean, it's going back to like what we were talking about earlier about like not wanting to train mm-hmm. the dogs that much mm-hmm. besides the fact that maybe we like, aren't all that interested in it in general but just the amount of advice that is given is so overwhelming you know you've got these people in the classes being like this is how you do it and then you've got the people on the internet saying like this is how you do it and then the board and train actually worked yep and it's like and you could be hands off because there's actually so many people who also argue against a boarding training facility someone I, i was listening to a podcast and i and it I understood his point, but it was basically, he said, like, you can't just, it's not like a cable box where you can just program it and then hand someone the remote. Yep. And, and I was like, that's an interesting, like, way, like, I was like, I kind of do understand that as an example for the board and train things. Well, I think it's, it, I have to mention that, like, and we knew this going in, but the trainer we worked with was like, this is not, she's not going to come here and I'm not going to fix her. Um, She's not going to come back and never react with you again or know everything And I think that that's what made me so inclined to use the trainer we used because she was very realistic of like, it's more about like teaching the owners in a sense. And she's like, I can lay the foundation, but you're going to have to kind of like relay it with the tools that I will give you and the knowledge that I will give you at your own home. And so I, you know, I would be very wary of a board and train that was like, come here for two weeks and she'll never react again. Like that to me was like, yes, that's a red flag. But exactly, exactly. How did Spud do with Juno as a puppy? You know, he had so he always was like fine with dogs. Um, he's a humper, 
so like we'd take him to the dog park and he'd be that dog humping and it was like oh okay great and then we like started a foster dog and he got like pretty snarly in the house but he's so easy like you can like use a stern voice and he's like okay done never do it again and then we got juno and i think we were like oh great like he'll teach her his old gentle great ways and <laughs> he kind of did but she was kind of like yeah i don't really care like you yeah. can snap at me and three seconds later like i'll be in your face like let's tumble so yeah um they're like pals now though i never they were never like they never hated each other or we never had to deal with that luckily and i also don't think that they're like a bonded pair by any means which is also i think kind of nice um we really tried to be intentional about that when juno was a puppy like leaving her alone by herself and taking spud out and vice versa that's good Sometimes that's hard to do mm-hmm. of only taking one dog. One because of time constraints. You're like, I if I'm gonna go on a walk, I wanna take I wanna exercise both of them. But then also leaving one at home is sometimes I had to get over that with Loopy and Albie. Like sometimes just taking Albie out and not Loopy. And Lupin's like my OG, you know? Yeah. And so I'm like, Oh, I'm leaving him at home and his little face is like what like you can't go on this anymore like you're too old you can't do this hike or whatever yeah and there's some guilt with it like i feel bad i think it's kind of i actually think Haley um from pause and reflect had a post about like the go anywhere dog and that really resonated with me and that like that is spud he is my go anywhere dog like if we're going to a brewery like spud is the one that i would prefer to take juno gets to go to but he that is kind of like his thing Whereas, like, yeah. you know, you know, maybe doesn't want to be there as much. And so it was kind of helpful for me to, like, realize that while they both probably can go everywhere, they don't necessarily love to. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Morgan, we have talked about so much today. <laughs> <laughs> I loved your opinions on everything because I think, um, you know, like, we're very similar, but we also have very different types of mm-hmm. dogs. and And I think... It's interesting to hear your actual authentic experience of puppy life with Juno because that's a real thing, especially if you get a dog like a cattle dog or something like that, where they may need that extra attention and training and all of that, Mm -hmm. especially when they're a puppy. And and it can be really hard on your relationship. It can be really hard. And it can be so hard when everybody else has these like sweet little golden retriever puppies who are angels and they're snuggling on their necks and then i'm like oh great like i don't like my puppy and you yes are obsessed with yours and that's great and i'm so damn jealous <laughs> <laughs> but juno's got the big ears so she does Juno's got the she cool has ears. those yeah i'm like i think yeah. that she had to be made so cute because she made my life such a living hell so that's the yeah. trade-off i couldn't <laughs> i couldn't have both there would have been too easy. No. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Well, to round out, since you've had lots of trials and tribulations, and we've just talked about sometimes the dogs drive us absolutely nuts, why do you still choose life with a dog? I think for every moment that they drive me nuts, there's a better moment that just like melts my entire heart. Like, you know, Juno she can be so sweet and those moments definitely outweigh the the bad moments and you know as she gets older and sweeter i kind of forget about the puppyhood a little bit until i look down <laughs> at the scars but i think that you know it's it's finding the good and i just i cannot imagine ever not having a dog you know they they love you all the time and when i have a crappy day at work or fight with Jack, you know, they always are there for me and ready to snuggle on the couch or snuggle in bed. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Good pup. Oh, that's such a good answer. All right. Well, if anyone wants to find your hilarious videos with (laughs) Spud and Juno, where can they find you? They can find us on TikTok and Instagram at Juno with the big ears. Perfect. Okay. Juno with the big ears, everyone. And <laughs> if you want to follow the podcast, it's at with the dog podcast on Instagram, 
Facebook and with a dog pod on TikTok. And we have new episodes every Wednesday and a little short informational ones every other Friday. So we'll see you next week. Bye. <laughs>All content on the With a Dog podcast is for informational and comedic purposes only. It should not replace professional advice, treatment, or diagnosis by a certified veterinarian, trainer, or behaviorist.